Yo. One, the bandwagon radio in full swing. You know how we do this thing, man. Hit that bell right now. Subscribe so you get those notifications when we drop a new episode like this one right here. Another special edition of Rundown segment here on the bandwagon radio where I, myself, Jay Prag, sits down with artists across the globe, give them a chance to open up about their music, their personal life, and you know we got to drop that new heat for the end of the show is out today. Got a special guest on the phone lines hailing all the way from Los Angeles, California. Got my man Dylan Carbone on the phone lines. What's going on, Dylan? What's up, man? Yeah. Welcome, good welcome. To be on the show. Thanks for having me. Man, my pleasure. Thank you for jumping on the bandwagon today. <laughs> yeah, man. Feels good to be on. Yes, sir. I had a chance to check out that new single, Gone. We're going to talk about the song. I'm going to give you a chance to introduce it a little later on in the show. And then at some point during the show, I do want to give you some feedback, just as a fan of music and a fan of the culture, okay? I want to give you some feedback. Sounds good, man. I'm about it. All right. Well, first and foremost, uh, let's talk to our listeners a, a little bit uh, about Dylan Carbone. Let's find out a little more information. Um, where are you from originally? Are you from Los Angeles? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, I've always lived out here in L.A. my whole life. Uh, you know, and then I've been in and out of the city. Uh, I moved a few times, but I've always been in Southern California. Okay. Now, talk to us about growing up in that area, what that was like growing up there uh, as a child, uh, the culture, the influences. Well, first, I, I did my, my my whole teens and then everything, like, up until adult, I was living in the suburbs. And then when I was older, I, you know, over 21, I was, like, living in L.A. And then, like, you know, the suburbs is just real chill, you know, like, uh, there's nothing too crazy going on. Like, you know, always had to come drive this city in order to kind of get something a little bit, uh, you know, more of a big deal or for connections or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, uh, you know, living in the city, of course, there's always something going on every night. Like, you know, it's not just like, oh, there's a party on the weekend. Because <laughs> like, you can find you can find stuff to do any day of the week over, over in L.A., uh, so you know it's it's a lot better for networking and to, to be in LA of course. Uh, but I always I would always drive to LA regardless if I lived in the suburbs or if I 
or if I was, you know, in LA, it was just easier to go out all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, you know, I'm glad I did it that way though, because you know, uh, living in the suburbs is, uh, you know, it's 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 very nice. It's a very cool environment, and you get to have like a, you get to do a little bit more, uh, you know, just like soul searching, I guess. Like you just, it's it's a slower pace, so okay. you don't have to be overly influenced by 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 too much outside forces you kind of just like doing your own thing you know but like but of course you know like living in LA too is the perfect combination because you get to you get to like broaden your horizons and and get a little bit of that too just like you know be more exposed to more things right so a little bit of everything kind of in that area being able to engulf the culture embrace the culture but then having access to uh resources right essentially Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, like, uh, you know, I, it all, it always, it got better with being just going to LA. It was always like, that was where I always made like my next move. I, I really didn't make too many moves out in, that, in the suburbs and I, um, so it was always like something going on in LA. Uh, so that's why I was always driving out here all the time. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Now, what got you involved in uh, music? What, what led you to uh, being inspired to be a musician and artist yourself? Well, both my uh, grandparents on both sides of the family, they, uh, they were musicians okay. and, and singers and guitarists, both grandpas. So, you know, they really kind of, uh, you know, had some effect on me, but I didn't really get too, too into it until I... At like 16. Okay. Uh, you know, I was in dance when I was like nine, but I didn't really get into music music until 16. That's like, you know, when you started like wanting to like impress girls and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, find something to do, whether it's sports, whether it's right. music, whether it's money or whatever. For me, it was, it was music. I just, I joined a band and then uh, we were, they were a busy band. So, I, you know, I, I started with that band, uh, you know, the catalyst to like want to learn guitar and just get into, just be more of an artist is a combination of family, uh, guitar hero, and like, just like wanting to impress girls. <laughs> it's pretty much uh, all of that. And so it's like the heritage is, it's finding out who, who, I wanted to find out who I was and I was music. And, you know, just like also to make money too. I didn't, I didn't want to do a, like a nine to five type job. So playing music to get money, I was like, oh, this is like a hack. <laughs> it was crazy. Right. Like, I'm going to get money and do something I like. The fuck? <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. I don't know if I could guess on this show. I apologize. No, you're fine. Um, you're fine. Speak for you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, dude, it just, like, it got, after that, it was, like, a turning point, you know, like, being in the band, like, playing every single week, and then, you know, uh, when I became, when I was 18, I had a girlfriend at the time, and I wanted to, like, I got an opportunity on, like, for some placement, for some song, so, I just wrote a song about my girlfriend, so, yeah, I, I, I showed her the song, she was all like, oh, my God, you know, I, so that was like a you know I got a double bonus on that one you know first girlfriend and like 
might get a place there. I was like, oh, let's go. And then that's when I realized, I was like, oh, shit, I like, I like, like, writing music. Oh, dang, I'm, I'm going to become, like, a, just like a whole-ass artist. Because, like, I already had the dance background. I knew, knew how to play, you know, guitar. I knew how to sing. And now I was writing songs. So I was like, oh, man. I was like, I need to just be an artist already. So then that's when I just, like, you know, I, I, I started wanting to bridge away from, like, just doing covers. And, like, I was like, oh, let me go find a band where I could do originals or something. So I joined somebody else's band. And then from there, it was, like, one thing led to another know got signed into some little like you know artist development deal that didn't work out mm. but it was like uh it was uh lmfao's manager oh yeah i was like oh i'm about to pop off <laughs> but you know like you know I, I didn't know what i wanted they, they weren't too sure what they wanted to do with me so it kind of just fizzled out and then you know from there on i kind of just eventually found the right producer to work with and then that was like a two th around 2019 and that's when like things really popped off because i had been dropping singles and kind of just like doing like a, i did like one music video with other people but then it just wasn't it wasn't what i wanted to do it wasn't what i wanted to be musically mm -hmm. then, you know i want to say after 2019 it's just been like consistent just dropping singles dropping music and and just staying at it so it's right. like pretty big background of everything in a nutshell. All right. So finding that consistency now independently has been the thing for you. Yeah, like just like, you know, uh, you know, always like going forward, whether I had a team or not. And right now I feel like, you know, my team always moved around. Uh, like I always had different people like working with me. Um, but, uh, you know, I always wanted to have a team so that I could go further. And, uh, you know, like, at first I wanted to get signed to, like, a major label and have them do everything, but I realized how hard it is to get signed by a major label uh, and how tricky it can be. I kind of just started shifting my mindset to, oh, I'm just going to be independent. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, my team shifted around a bunch, but we're still, uh, uh, current team is solid, and we're just rocking it, you know, pumping out singles and, you know, just getting, racking up numbers. That's what's up. Uh, I think that's very important what you said, you know, finding out that for you, for you exclusively, uh, you wanted to focus on being independent. I think a lot of artists need to evaluate their personal situations, whether, you know, it's good to sign to a major label or whether it's better for you personally to just be independent. Um, there's pros and cons to both, right? So, you know, I think it's a case-by-case uh, situation when it comes to an artist. Yeah, it's kind of like the difference between finding somebody and you're like, hey, I wanna, I kind of wanna have a restaurant. How about you like run the restaurant for me, and uh, I'll just kind of like be in the restaurant, but but you have control. That's kind of like the labor realm. And then, or if you're an indie, it's like, all right, I'm gonna just bring people in. I'm the owner, like it's my restaurant, and it's like. People just kind of working with me, but like I, I have final say on everything. I get to to be in control and, and not that doesn't uh, stop me. Like don't have like a, a boss or someone to tell me like, oh, you can't do that, you know? uh, or you can't release this, you can't you can't drop that, you can't do this genre, you can't work with that person. So it's 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 just important, I think, for an artist if if you can swing it, 
I think independence always the way to go. And you know, you could always later on just partner up with a label, you know, because right. most of the time the label just wants you to have it all figured out on your end before if they're even gonna you know do anything for you. Right. <clears throat> yeah, nowadays labels aren't really doing the development process anymore. So, no, nah, they only need to be already. Right. You like can't. you gotta come with your sound. Right. They just wanna come in and, and add to it, like you know, like that. Do your sound, but with all the greats. Basically. Right. But yeah, you gotta, if you don't come with the sound, they don't want to figure it out for you. <laughs> right. They want you to go through the work process now yourself nowadays. Mm-hmm. Right. So now yeah. we got the song gone. Um, full throttle, independent artist now. Uh, Dylan Carbone, uh, representing out of Los Angeles, California. We got this new single gone. What was the purpose of the single as the writer? Uh, so the, the, this song was... This is like, a, you know, an ex-girlfriend of mine. It was a story. It was just telling the whole story of how it went down. And it's a breakup song. So, you know, she hit me with an ultimatum. Um, you know, she she was like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to the Air Force. So, you know, if uh, if we're not going to get married, you know, then we, I don't see why let's just stay together. You know, if we're going to be Air Force and be long distance, stuff can be gone. So I, you know, I just said I wasn't ready for marriage. So you know, the sure thing was to just go separate ways. But mm-hmm. she told me like on my birthday, so it was like really bad time. So then I just I ended up writing this song. It was because about that, mm-hmm. you know, getting breaking up on my birthday and then getting here with the ultimatum and just kind of like it's just a whole like my whole personal experience of that and telling like how I feel about it and. um and yeah, just that—that's what the song's about. <laughs> mm-hmm. So very personal song to you, um, heartfelt, emotional. Um, what what would you say are the feelings you wanted the listener to have? Uh, like if they're listening, I would want them to, you know, like either just vibe with it, like oh man, this is like playing this is catchy, and just kind of remember when a girl kind of kind of did them dirty and kind of be like. Ugh. Right. Yeah, I, I, I've been through that, and then kind of still just be like, but but this song puts me in a good mood, so it's interesting. Like I'm like, it's like a it's like a happy happy Simpson. Right. But like <laughs> it's like a it's like a, I'm better off on my own now. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, but you're still talking about those emotions. You know what I mean? You're kind of fancy, but you're turning up at the same time. Right. Yeah. Now, and why? If people really going through it, like people who's actually going through the breakup then and there, it probably hit even harder, you know? Mm hmm. They're like, man, I'm going through this right now. Right. Like, gosh, this is what I'm jamming to because I'm living it right now. Even more relatable to those people, right? Yeah, it's like relatable to anybody who's either been through it or currently going through it. Or they just want to hear that good beat because it, with, you know, like an interesting twist because it. It has English and Spanish. And yes. It's like, I thought that was very creative and dope, too. I'm going to talk about that when I give you some feedback here in a moment. Oh, um, uh, yeah. But w- why did you choose this style for the record? Because you just mentioned the fact that you crossed it over. You did a little bit of Spanish. You did some English in it. And then, of course, I hear different musical influences in this song and genres. So what made you choose that style and this kind of mashup style and sound for this record? So for me, um, 
always been a big fan of, of R&B and soul. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, that was when I was figuring out what kind of artist I wanted to be. I was always kind of like hanging more on like an R&B and soul type of vibe. But I always really like pop, like mainstream type vibes. Right. I, I would always like the singles of like those artists. like Or like I'll listen to their albums and then like, the songs that not everybody was like, oh, this is my favorite song. I like like those songs too. But point is, like, you know, I uh, my first song I dropped was was in Spanish, 2019, and it was like, for me, it was like, you know, like I I could I could just do R&B and soul, and just be like another cat out here in LA doing that, or I could like accept the fact that I'm Mexican. And like really come 100, be like really authentic mm-hmm. and like sing in Spanish and in English. And then I'll be at least more myself than if I was just only doing English. Right. Um, and plus, I just feel like it's a little more rare to like really like mix it up like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I really think about the Spanish world and that, like that whole scene of music. I just wanted to, to do something that I haven't heard. So, and when I when I wrote on Spanish, on I was like, I ain't heard a beat with that kind of style put together. So I was like, this is exciting. Yeah. To like, do. <laughs> like, there's more songs kind of becoming more like that. But this one is super pop, R&B, electro, like an electronic type beat. So I was like, ooh. Yeah. I was like, that's, yeah, dang. And a lot of people say that's kind of like, a, you know, if they were to say kind of match it with other artists, they're like, well, that's kind of a Chris Brown sound to it. Or like a Bruno or something. I'm like, oh, shit, no. Mm-hmm. There isn't too much of those sounds in Spanish world, so I'll take it. <laughs> no, I definitely got a Bruno vibe from this record. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I was going to say that, too. Um, i tell you what. Let me take this time to give you some feedback what I thought about the record. Um, I thought it was a great, fun sound, had like a party vibe, like you said, although it was very heartfelt, emotional uh, lyrics and, and, and time uh, period for you in writing and creating the song. You, it came out very fun, playful, and even had a party vibe to it. I um, thought it was nice lyrics, nice writing on this record, smooth sound and delivery overall, relatable content. Um, nice smooth production to match. Like I said, I did get the Bruno Mars kind of feel and vibe of this record. Uh, nice combo, like I said, of the hip hop infusion with the pop, Spanish, electronic, R&B kind of fusion all in one pot. I, I like how my ears popped with the different sounds of genres, right? But it all worked. It definitely worked together. Um, I can hear this on Top 40 Radio Pop. You know, it has that pop feel, but I, I also think it has a little bit of crossover vibe. So I can hear it on crossover platforms as well. Yeah, man, thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really like, as an artist, I don't want to be too too stuck on one type of music. Mm-hmm. I just, I really like to, to do fusion hybrid. I mean, since I'm already coming as like a hybrid fusion right. in my like the languages, it's like I'm kind of like that with the music too. Like I like to mix in a few. There's always a couple sub genres mixed in whenever I do a song. It's like it's never just like one genre. So it's just like two or three different mix together. Um, 
So yeah, it's kind of like like reminds me of cooking and you're just like mixing in different mm-hmm. different like worldly cooking cuisines with into like one dish or something. Right. So yeah. And that's kind of the vibe I got with the record. Talking to Dylan Carbone right now, got the new single Gone, representing out of Los Angeles, California. Uh, speaking of Los Angeles, how's your area responding to the new release? Mm. It's going good. Um, that music fits really well where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they're responding really good to it. I mean, if I was living in like probably Mexico or somewhere else, I don't, I don't, I'd be curious to see how they would, how they would respond to it. Um, but I know it's like in Mexico, they really love like Bruno Mars and, and those types of vibes. So I'm, I'm sure they would respond very well to it. But yeah, but over here for sure, you know, there's like out of all my songs I've done, they, they said this is the most like me, like. Like basically, they were like, "Yo, this is like the best song you put out in terms of like a flavor, like with you as an artist." Yeah. Okay. Now, to what do you attribute your sound overall to? Hmm. Um, I would say uh, all the artists that I that I listened to growing up and trying to like, you know. So when I first started, and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to sound like. I was just kind of singing all of like my favorite artists' music in the car all the time, and just really like listening to a lot of like, like you know, Usher and, and Justin Timberlake, Bruno, and, you know, uh, like T Pain, Chris Brown, okay. and a lot of different artists, and just like Michael Jackson. Um, Spanish music too, like a bunch of bachata, you know, reggaeton, just a lot of different stuff. Because I had to perform this stuff too at uh, my work, so I was able to really like practice. So I would say like my music is just like like all of my favorite artists' vibes, like just mashed together, and then and then of course somewhere along the way I kind of found like you know with performing live all the time, I kind of. Figured my own style, and I think that's probably why a lot of people tell me like, "Oh, like when you're singing, like, you don't sound like like somebody else. Like your voice sounds like you. Like it doesn't sound um, like you know. Sometimes you hear singing like, oh, that girl sounds like Selena Gomez, or, mm-hmm. or oh, that dude sounds like you know. What I'm saying like they they really be like, damn, they sound almost exactly like them. But then like uh, there's certain artists. And, uh, you know, I've always strived for that. That when you hear, like, the first four or five words, you're like, oh, shit, that's Adele. Or, mm-hmm. oh, shit, that's Bruno. Like, just, like, a, only a few words, and you're like, oh, I already know who it is. You right. don't even have to think about it. Right. Well, like, you know, it's just, you know, a mixture of mashing all my faves, creating my own style, and, um, and then, like, you know, like, people always wanted me to sing in Spanish, so I just, and I really wanted to still being the English vibes, you know, American vibes. So I was like, oh, just mix them together. So, yeah, I'm just a, a mixture of all my favorite shit. That's what's up. <laughs> but, like, but, uh, you know, that's me. 
Stir up that pot. Stir up that pot. <laughs> I am. Now, t- take talk to us a little bit uh, about performing consistently at Disneyland. I thought that was very important. Is that your? Is that considered the daytime job? It's a night gig, and it's uh, it's always like from five thirty to like nine. That's so very like, interesting. You know, Talk to us a little bit about that job, that gig, and even how you might have even landed that job. Yeah, so, you know, I, was, I, you know, I left that one band I was in a long time ago. And when I started with, and when I started my own band, I was gigging everywhere. Uh, one of the places I was playing at was called Cha-Cha's. It was like a Latin Basically, like, El Torito on steroids. <laughs> it's like a better version of El Torito. And so it was a nice little pop and spot people would always go to. So one day, one day we had, uh, you know, the general manager, like, person in charge of the one of the Disney hotels, like, there at brunch when we were playing, me and my uh, band. Mm-hmm. He goes, he, he catches us on the break. He's like, yo, you guys are nasty with it. You need to, you need to go and audition at Disney so we can get you in. Uh, and if you pass uh, the auditions, then you could, uh, you know, you could we could do something with you. You know, I'd be working there. Mm. So we auditioned, and it was kind of like similar to like American Idol or some, because they had like five, six panels of like people with their notepads and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you go into this room, and then you got to perform for them, and then they're, you know, when you finish, they like all like say something, just like judges, just like on one of them singing competitions. Right. Um, and that day there was like a hundred other, like a well, hundred plus different bands there. So, uh, it was cool. Cause like after we auditioned, like I was in the same day, like five, four, five hours later, they're like, oh, you're, uh, you're hired now. We want to work with you. So we were like, oh shoot. So then, uh, next thing you know, they want us there like three, four days a week mm-hmm. at the Grand Californian Hotel, which is the, the Wooden Lodge Hotel. It's like the. I would consider it the nicest Disney hotel out of the three, because there's the Disney hotel, the Paradise Pier, and then the Grand Californian. And then we play at the Grand Californian. It's like it's pretty cool playing there. Um, I think most people when they when they when they hear me say I play at Disney, they think I'm singing like like you know Aladdin and like Pocahontas. <laughs> I'm actually I don't play any. <laughs> I don't play any Disney songs. There. I actually play. Um, you know, all covers of like top forty. Mm. You know, everything from from like Sublime to like Gypsy Kings to like The Weeknd to Bruno Mars, like all kinds of different like artists. But we we don't play busy songs because I mean it doesn't mean we're not going to. Like I I have it on the radar to add some songs, but uh, like you know, we were hired mind with the intention like oh you know. People in the park, they're hearing all the Disney songs, but over here, they're good. Right. They want to change you know, it up. Get a little break from Disney songs. Right. They want a little bit of extra culture, some energy, some good, clean, fun energy. Yeah, yeah. That way, if they're taking a break from the park, you know, they, they're just recharging, having a drink, or, you know, maybe pizza and, you know, completely different music than they were hearing all day. Right. Well, Dylan so, Carbone, talk to us real quick. What's coming up for you? What should our listeners be on the lookout for from you? So right now I'm uh I've, I have singles that are coming out. I have some stacked up in the vault. Uh, you know, like I, I got one dropping 
uh, February 18th, and I got another one that's going to come out in March. So, you know, next single is called Say Too Much, and I got a feature on it. And and this kid's, like, really good. He made, like, he's, he's, he's pretty solid. Cause he's already been noticed by, like, Chris Brown and Eric Bellinger and, like, other... Because he does, like, uh, covers on, like, YouTube and TikTok and all that. He's gone, like, viral with it, so... So I, I, you know, I hit him up, like on the, like, you know, just social media. And then he was down to do a song together. So we got that song coming out together. And so that's going to be like a, like a strong song for us. Cause like, you know, he's killing it and I'm doing my thing. And then after that, I got another song I'll put out. So I just, honestly, right now it's just a single pretty much every month. And, okay. uh, you know, I'll, they're all going to be kind of like, within the same realm of like long. So still kinda like a pop R and B, you know you know, it might fluctuate a little bit like in March the other one. That one's got a little more trap vibes in it. So it's like you know, I would say just like stay tuned month to month because there's always some stuff coming out. There it is. There it is. Dylan Carbone on the phone lines, Los Angeles, California. Go ahead and take this time to introduce your new single for the people. Hell uh, yeah, so my name is Dylan Carbone. My single's called Gone. Uh, check it out on Apple Music, Spotify. If you want to see a music video, go check it out on YouTube. And again, my name is Dylan Carbone, D-Y-L-E-N-C-A-R-B-O-N-E. Catch me on YouTube for all the music videos. And make sure you add me and follow me back on, you know, subscribe on YouTube, but follow on Apple and Spotify as well. And add me on Instagram too. It's Dylan underscore Carbone. And then, yeah, I'll follow back. You know, I'm cool like that. I'm not like, you know, conceited in that. <laughs> and if anybody wants to work with me musically, feel free to hit me up. Shoot me a DM, uh, you know, on Instagram or on TikTok, whatever. I'm pretty chill and I'm always down to, to work with, with, you know, talent. It is, man. Y'all hearing the single right now, Gone, for the first time on the Bandwagon Radio. Do me a favor, turn it up. There you go. No, it ain't right We supposed to fight to make it right, babe But it's so gone I thought we would last, I was wrong Too long But it's all But it's impossible Moving in and out the city, girl To follow your dreams Cause I don't wanna be the one to take a run Girl, I would rather die for you Just being honest Maybe I can't take A long-distance relationship Cause when I need your love I need it now Day and night I I never would have imagined no. I'm tripping cause you hit me with it on my birthday That you're moving on without me, baby No, it ain't right We're supposed to fight to make it right, babe But it's so gone Thought we would last, I was wrong Too long but it's all 
enamoraste, baby Nunca te quería verte Pero es mejor que te fuiste En realidad yo sé Que fueron puras mentiras Que yo no pude ver Y eso noticias de ayer ¿Y será que será el amor que te di? No vas a encontrar trata de nadie más Pero buena suerte Te deseo lo mejor Soy el mejor que tuviste Siempre en la cama Italiano, mexicano, baby.